Hey guys, this week is a special episode for Valentine's Day. We decided to interview two people who are currently dating medical students. I hope this episode gives a lot of great perspectives that people might not know. Feel free to share this episode with others, such as your partner. Hope you enjoy the episode. Okay, welcome to the Medicus podcast. We have a special Valentine's Day episode. This Valentine's Day, because it's COVID and the pandemic, we were thinking about doing something unique. And instead of just interviewing like medical students or resident, we thought it would be a great idea to interview people who are dating medical students. And so we have two special guests here. And because due to personal reasons, we're going to give them aliases. And so I hope you enjoy the episode and welcome to the show. Hi, my name is Alex. And my name is Diana. Okay, well, welcome to the show. So starting with Alex, uh, can you just tell me like a little bit about who you are? You don't have to go into big details, but like just general sense so that the guests who are listening to you can understand where you're coming from. Sure. I am a nurse and I went on Hinge about now eight months ago and matched with my current boyfriend who is an m3 and we've been dating ever since this was april of last year that we met cool um and diana what about you yeah so i am in my late 20s now um living in chicago i met my current partner fiance we just got engaged um back in college so we went to school together he's an m3 um now at loyola no you can say that that's okay yeah, so we uh, met in college. He was a year older, and we were kind of in the same friend groups. Um, took a class together, and eventually hit it off a year later, and have been dating ever since for the last six years. Wow! Congrats on your engagement. Thank you. I know. I'm sure you guys have both like a lot to say, but I just want to kind of like start off easy. When you found out that your partner was either pursuing medical school or was a medical student. Uh, what was like first thing that came in your mind, um, either Alex or Diana? Um, so my first thought was, oh, my Asian parents are going to be very happy. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, but since I didn't really know much about it because we were still dating and not really official yet, I didn't know about the schedule or the requirements. So. I didn't have many preconceived notions other than my parents would be very pleased. Ooh. Okay. What about you, Diana? Um, yeah, I, I agree. I feel like I didn't really think too much of it. I mean, I thought it was really cool. Like, obviously, he's very ambitious, um, smart, driven, which I feel like were qualities I wanted in a partner. So I knew, like, okay, I can definitely see something serious with this person. Um, so yeah, and, and I was previously a pre-med student, so there was a time in my life where I was kind of on the same route, eventually mm -hmm. gave up. So when I knew that he was going through that, I just had more respect for him and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it just ended up being something that I was really supportive of. Mm, that's nice. Um, 
is it okay if we first talk about like Diana's case? Oh yeah. I think Diana, you say so you talk uh, dating your boyfriend since like undergrad, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess the preclinical years, the first two years of medical school. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that like? Like, what was your situation like? And then, uh, what was it like dating someone who um, were spending like the first two years of medical school? Yeah. So I guess some context behind that. So at that time, I was starting my first job ever out of college. And he and I was in California and he was obviously in um, Chicago. So we were doing long distance across. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, obviously we didn't see each other often. It was maybe like every couple months or so. Though I'd say for our situation, it was maybe a little bit easier because for my job, I was traveling so much. So, and also because I had a stable income, I was mm-hmm. able to afford being able to fly out to Chicago and see oh. him often. You so, had the money to spend. exactly, <laughs> I had the money to spend, I had the time and the flexibility, which definitely made it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at that, the first two years, we really struggled with kind of dealing with a long distance relationship in that sense mm-hmm. also with the time difference and his schedule and i just found myself being in a position where you know i i have this job i'm like in my late mid-20s i'm this should be the best time of my life where i spend with my partner and everything but it's long distance yeah. so it's not like i can just do weekly date nights with my partner or like Mm -hmm. spontaneously hit him up and go somewhere together for a trip or something so I think it was a lot of adjusting to that and um a lot of like resetting my expectations around what a relationship would look like at this point in my life with someone who's going through something so rigorous that's medical school Mm -hmm. yeah and you said you were a pre-med earlier. Like, did that really help you kind of give you a perspective on what medical school would be like? Or was that, did that not prepare you enough? No, <laughs> not at all. I mean, undergrad, I mean, the most was like struggling through chem, O-chem or something. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. there was nothing about like the time management, the school workload and mm-hmm. all of those other things that I just, I didn't fully understand until, you know, he was in school. I see. And then I know I'm sure there's like a lot of things that you guys struggled with. Um, but let's let's pick like top three things you thought that was like very kind of hard to adjust to. Ooh, good question. In the preclinical years? Yeah. In the first two years. Um, hmm. Um, I think it was making time for each other, Mm -hmm. you know, each week. Um, and then again, like setting my own expectations with what a relationship would look like Mm -hmm. with him. Mm -hmm. And then third would probably be anytime he was back in California, Mm -hmm. I had expectations that we would hang out all the time because we didn't see each other, you know, during those other months he was in school. Um, But it was also reckoning with that he also had priorities, you know, his family, um, him being very close to his parents and wanting to set aside time for them too. Um, so yeah. I mean, that sounds very hard and like, cause you're, you just like you said, you're enjoying your best time of your life. You have the money to spend, but it's just kind of the person you want to spend it with have so many other priorities that's pulling him in different places. Right. Um, and so, I mean, did you ever, have a conversation with your boyfriend about it or 
we did i think we had many conversations about it you know like i i think there were moments where i was really disappointed and i would have conversations with my best friends about it and funny enough like one of my best friends is also a med student she's an m4 so i was able to vent to her and tell her all these feelings i had and she could give me the perspective of being a medical student and what Mm -hmm. that experience was like Mm -hmm. so it's easier for me to kind of empathize Mm -hmm. um and then kind of go back to him and be like okay i've kind of cleared my head i've talked to people this is what i'm feeling and then you know lucky enough like we have really good communication so we could like sit down and be like okay this is what we're gonna do moving forward Mm -hmm. you know we're gonna set aside x amount of time for each other each week um when things aren't working this is what we'll do Mm -hmm. so it did end up working well that's great um so kind of on a positive note and you can pick one right one good thing about dating a med student at least in the first two years what what would it be i'd say the independence actually on the on the flip side yeah is like you are you are so much on your own in those Mm -hmm. times at least for me when we were doing long distance Mm -hmm. i had all of this freedom to do you know do my life however i wanted to Mm -hmm. in terms of like prioritizing my job my Mm -hmm. professional development my family my own self like trying to work out and do all these things you know (laughs) like i didn't have to not saying that the relationship i'm in now is like constraining me in terms of what i can do but i think in those first two years it was so vital for me to kind of build my own independence as a person yeah that I think by the time we ended long distance and we moved in together, each of us kind of came in with our own, like, I know who I am. Mm -hmm. I know what I want. Mm -hmm. And we were going to work at the relationship together. You know, that's nice. Um, I think that's a perspective that like a lot of people kind of don't really think about, especially if you're doing a long distance relationship, Mm -hmm. because you have this desire of wanting to be with your partner all the time. Right. Um, And it's great because you guys I feel like had this time to establish a foundation, a relationship, you say, even during your like undergrad days. I think that really helped out, I guess, during, Mm -hmm. you know, your job and your boyfriend's like preclinical medical school years. Mm -hmm. So kind of shifting uh, attention to Alex, um, you stated in the beginning that you met your boyfriend through Hinged. And so um, can you just kind of like tell me the story of how that kind of panned out? How we met or how we started dating with him being in medical school? Well, both. Let's let's try to do it from like a chronological basis. Um, so it was kind of a funny story of how we met because we almost didn't. So we had a date planned. Mm-hmm. And is this what you mean? Like the chronological? Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's do it. <laughs> um, so we weren't. We had a date planned, and it was supposed to be raining that day. So I was like, let's just do a rain check. Like, eh, I'm not, not really feeling it. He's not that good of a texter anyways. <laughs> and so then the day came, and it was sunny. And I was like, I felt like I had a gut feeling. And I was like, I should text him. Hmm. So... We met up, we got boba, walked around um, West Loop, and yep, I thought the in Chicago. Yep. And we had really engaging conversation. And so that just kind of continued. And then we, um, he was preparing for step one 
Um, the dreaded. The dreaded step one. <laughs> and I had actually decided during dedicated mm-hmm. that that was the time where I was like, you know what? I think because absence does make the heart grow fonder, I realized when I was hanging out with him all the time before dedicated and that mm-hmm. time quality time was decreased during dedicated, I realized, wow, like I actually really want this guy to be a part of my life. Mm. So I kind of used that as an opportunity one day when he came over and was like, you know what? Let's do this thing. Okay. And did you kind of find about find out that he was a medical student like on the first date or did you know about it like before the date? Uh, when did you find out about um, him being a medical student? I think on Hinge, it was just like a hospital emoji. <laughs> um, and then on the first date is when, you know, you kind of learn more about what they do. And mm. my first impression was that he was this like finance bro. <laughs> um, but he just, he revealed that he was a med student at Loyola. I see. And you said you didn't really worry about him being a medical student in the beginning when you were dating him? Yeah, that was mainly just because I didn't know anything about the life of a med student and what it really requires. And you were talking about this like important thing about dedicated. Um, like, how did you bring yourself to give him so much space? Because I think in the beginning of the relationship, it's one of those like, oh, you really want to get to know each other. You really want to spend all the time together, date around you know, go to different restaurants, different bars. And I feel like this is a very critical stage in forming a relationship. And yet you gave the guy this choice to say, hey, you, you know, go do whatever you need. I'm willing to sacrifice. Like, how did you come up with that uh, decision? I was just trying to put myself in his shoes. Mm -hmm. If I were him and I was studying for this very, very important exam, I would be very, I guess, pressured if someone I was dating and not even in a relationship with was expecting X amount of dates per week or seeing me a certain amount of time per week Mm -hmm. and not really trying to understand the amount of time you need to take Mm -hmm. for preparation for step one. And for me, it was almost as if, you know, if I were him, I would want my partner to do this for me or I would want someone that I'm talking to to do this for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I think looking back now, it seemed like I was doing it. I went to the extreme end. So I think Mm -hmm. I did it to the point where I wasn't really happy and my quality time wasn't really being met Mm -hmm. um, just because I wanted him to do well for step one. Right. Um, I don't think I would have changed anything because I think at the end of the day it was worth it mm-hmm. because I realized that he was getting the time that he needed. Mm-hmm. But I, one thing I wish I did was at least talk to him about, like talk to him more about my expectations or at least how I was feeling during that time. Mm-hmm. A part of me didn't want to because I felt guilty for making him feel guilty that I had these requirements because it's not fair for him to feel guilty for something that, how should I say this? Um, it's not his fault that mm. I'm sad that I wish we had more time together right. because step one isn't his choice. 
Yeah. So I think it was really hard between my heart and then I guess my logical side. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of realizing how important step one is, how important dedicated is and all that. Mm-hmm. So um, before we go into third year, um, just from the moment that you met him to right before clinical started, uh, it's a very short time, but like, what do you think is a, is like kind of similar to what Diana, like what, what are the top three bad things about the relationship from that period? Um, kind of blacked it out. <laughs> okay. That's I'm okay. just joking. You know I'm what? joking. <laughs> it's up to you. you know it was traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> Traumatizing. We have, all, we, have, we have all our ways of repression. Um, <laughs> dealing with things i can um i think number one would the bad things right yeah i think i touched a little bit on that but the guilt that i have Mm -hmm. so when we have the quality time i feel bad because i'm i always think oh he could be using this time for school or whatever work he needs to get done Mm -hmm. um and i feel guilty for taking his free time away even though i know a he chose to spend the time with you with me Mm -hmm. um and b if he wanted to take time to study he would talk to me about it Mm -hmm. so i'm putting this unnecessary guilt and stress on myself i see i think the second one would probably be i don't know i think that was the main one it's hard to come up with three because i honestly don't remember (laughs) um i mean similar to diana like do you have any good things uh about getting a medical student oh yeah i really appreciate how empathetic he is Mm -hmm. because at the time that we were dating i was working in a children's hospital Mm -hmm. in chicago and as as a nurse yeah and he really understood the requirements that work had so i worked night shift i worked in an icu Mm -hmm. and he understood that you know sometimes i would be sleeping at 2 p.m because i just got off work that morning Mm -hmm. or he'd understand why i was so cranky because i only slept for two hours Mm -hmm. and he when i would tell him stories about work about how stressed out i was Mm -hmm. he could actually understand what I was saying without me explaining the details about what a PDA is, mm. what, you know, what are certain antibiotics. Like public or, displays of affection. Exactly. Yeah. And I didn't have to explain <laughs> that to him. Um, certain diseases I didn't have to explain to him because he had already learned about it at med school. I see. So, so it's kind of good to have someone who kind of understands the healthcare field, who share like perspectives of what each other are going through at least from the nurse's perspective because he probably has like some idea of what the hospital system is kind of like yeah and i think it just gives you that extra level of connection Mm -hmm. that i don't think i would get with anyone else who wasn't necessarily working in the healthcare field i see so you're glad that he's not a finance bro yeah okay sounds good um so before we transition to like a third year in clinicals, I mean, uh, what did you guys know about clinicals prior to starting the clinicals? Like, did you guys, did your partners tell you anything about it? Did you guys know anything about it personally? Um, if you guys ha- didn't really know, and that's fine too. 
I didn't really know much. I mean, like I said, my best friend was, is an M4, so I would hear bits and pieces from her, but not like the full details. Mm -hmm. Honestly, my only reference to, <laughs> everybody's gonna hate me for saying this, but my only reference to the medical world is Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> yeah. I see. It's accurate, I, I think. <laughs> Right. Yeah, you know. Yeah. 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 I, I would all everyone sleeps with each other yeah. in hospital. Yeah. That's, right. that's, that's all you need to know. They sneak into the closets all the time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just, I mean, yeah, outside of that, like not really. I didn't really I know see. what to expect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in my experience at work, I I think I saw maybe one or two med students around, mm -hmm. um, especially with me working night shift. I didn't really come across a lot of med students, but I saw one or two. And all I know was the attending was trying to explain his best to the med student on what was going on. But <laughs> I, uh, I think I was kind of busy, you know, stressing out about my own patients to kind right. of focus on them. But that's the extent of Oh, okay. My that's knowledge. actually surprising. So you guys didn't really know, like, the details of medical students' life before... Oh, okay. I think that's really good to know. So I guess the other question out of that would be, would you guys have wanted your partners to tell you like a, a little bit more details about, you know, what entails the clinical years? Um, or like, do you think that would have helped or do you think it wouldn't have mattered? I think it would have helped since my partner started on a more rigorous track um, so he had internal medicine, surgery, rotation, and I think it would have helped if he told me ahead of time what to expect. I see. Like what hours he'd most likely be working, mm -hmm. um, how we may not have as much time to spend with each other because he had clinicals from like morning to like 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that would have made it easier since I came in with certain expectations. See. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of struggling with this question because I feel like he has kind of shared a little bit about mm -hmm. what clinicals would look like, but even then, I don't know. It was it's it feels so different from someone telling you and then actually experiencing it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think our situation now is very different because I'm actually a student again. Mm -hmm. So my schedule looks different. And with that, my expectation for our relationship looks different. Mm -hmm. Like where I'm, I'm no longer expecting that we have all this time together. Now my expectation is <laughs> if we study in the same room together, together, that is the day quality time. Yeah. That's quality time together. And like, that's, totally cool with me so you know those those small moments that we have together now i'm just like okay it works that's that's the best that the situation will give for us and that's okay oh that's cool and so if we transition into like clinical years um what was that like i think one of the hardest things that i like maybe a learning curve that i mm -hmm. had to we had to go through um, as a couple was because I had a background in the healthcare field um, whenever he would come to me about you know oh like this person you know did this to me and I didn't really appreciate it or it made me feel this type of way mm -hmm. I would kind of take the route of the other person the person that kind of didn't treat him so fairly because 
I had that background in healthcare and I was like, oh, well, maybe, you know, they had this intention or in that instead of trying to support my partner emotionally first. And I feel like that wouldn't necessarily have happened if I wasn't in the healthcare field. So you think that, you know, having a lot of exposure to healthcare and being in that environment actually made things worse in terms of being there for them emotionally? Yeah, I think it was just a learning curve that mm-hmm. maybe other people, someone else that wasn't in the medical field, maybe wouldn't have to deal with. I see. Or have to learn. And that that sounds like a very difficult position uh, because, like you said, from a, like your only interaction with medical student is, is kind of like seeing attending kind of explain something to the medical student the entire time. Yeah, it's hard to ignore all my previous experiences right. from work right. and try to understand that this is his first time dealing with certain things in the hospital mm-hmm. versus me, you know, working it for years mm-hmm. in the hospital. Mm-hmm. I've been through them and I think that's just kind of made me used to the certain situations mm-hmm. and I forget that people who's going through it for the first time, it can be a jarring experience or it can be an experience that really impacts them emotionally. I see. Uh, Diana, what about you? I feel like you don't, you don't really have like a previous clinical experience, right? Not at all. I did work in healthcare, but I not, not direct um, patient experience. Yeah. I see. And so um, how were, like, what were your interactions like with your uh, partner in terms of being there for them like physically or emotionally through like clinical times I think looking back I think a lot of um because you know we he would come home from clinicals and a lot of our conversations would be like check-ins about each other's day and things Mm -hmm. so he would tell me a lot about you know types of cases he had seen and interesting cool things he had learned and Mm -hmm. I think maybe because I had um, a previous interest in medicine and had worked in healthcare that we were able to kind of bond over him kind of sharing all these things that he's learning. So Mm -hmm. for me, it was kind of a, it was really fun to kind of hear all the experiences he had in clinicals, um, at least like the good cases, obviously, you know, working with patients. I, I think it just, made me really appreciate kind of what he was learning and was really yeah. fun for me to learn too. So, um, so I think kind of like living vicariously. Yeah, kind of. I mean, as a Grey's Anatomy fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is my real life. Yeah. Like McDreamy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have so many moments where I've to- definitely told him like, you should go into surgery so we can live Grey's Anatomy <laughs> in real life. <laughs> <laughs> like you can visit and like it's like you're on a TV set. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, I I've I think there's moments where I've m- brought kind of a lightness to the the situation. Like mm-hmm. I think there's obviously challenges to our situation, but um, trying to be really positive about it most of the time. Um, so yeah, I, I guess overall, I would say. Now that we've been dating for so long, mm-hmm. I mean, we had dated, what, like, four years, maybe, before he got, had gone into clinical. So mm-hmm. I think we had a really strong foundation coming into it. Mm-hmm. So I actually don't think that clinicals 
was the hardest experience that we've gone through together as a couple. It was actually the first couple years Mm. of the long distance and him being in preclinicals. Yeah. Mm. I see. I guess in terms of like going through clinicals, do any of you guys wish things might have gone differently? I think for Diana, because you had such a strong relationship with your partner before, I guess I wouldn't be surprised if you said not really, but for Alex, you're saying because it's a new relationship, Mm -hmm. maybe like something that you would have considered now kind of like in hindsight. I don't think it would have made my decision to be in the relationship any different. Mm -hmm. Um, Our connection was something that made me want to pursue it further. Mm -hmm. Um, I think clinicals is just a challenge that we just had to navigate through together in terms mm-hmm. of time. Mm. Um, but I I don't think it really would have made me reconsider anything looking back. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have changed any decision that I made. I see. He made it worth it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Diana, any comments on that? Um, this is any... Like anything that you would have done differently in hindsight? During clinicals. Yeah, just clinical so far. Um, I will say that he picked up a lot of slack. <laughs> Even though he had a tougher schedule, uh-huh. I will acknowledge that um, because it was my first semester. I mean, our first time moving in together, mm-hmm. um, my first time starting grad school. And so mm-hmm. my first semester was really tough in terms of a transition from a professional career to Oh, back so you, you just started your graduate school right. at the same time as he, when he started clinical. About then? Or maybe he had been, yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it, I think I was in this mode of like, let me get my life together and get my <laughs> school stuff together yeah. and then I can deal with everything else. Mm-hmm. And so during that time, he was doing both clinicals and a lot of the chores at home Mm. and all of this other stuff that, you know, just basic living needs that Mm. we needed as a couple. Um, So I actually will say that (laughs) (laughs) he probably has things he would want to (laughs) change. Probably me picking up more of my slack. So, Oh, well, you know, we have to do things for each other sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm really glad that you say that because I guess it's really person dependent too and Mm -hmm. relationship dependent. I guess there's nothing that we can actually say like in general, this is how everything is. And kind of seeing both of your relationships of how, you know, there's like differences, there's ups and downs to each of your relationship kind of showed that maybe like medical school makes it harder, but not necessarily like impossible, right? Yeah, and I think I almost... I appreciate him more seeing how much effort he puts into our date nights or spending quality time together because I know how uh, how limited he is in his free time. Mm-hmm. So especially, like I mentioned before, when he was in his surgery rotation, he still made time to see me and, you know, mm-hmm. make time for dates and plan dates and stuff. And for me it made me that much more appreciative because I knew how busy he was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yes, there are challenges, but I think both Diana and I can agree that it has strengthened our relationship even more. Mm. Well, that's very nice to hear. Um, I mean, especially like as a medical student myself, I think one of the things that we also struggle with might have been like because we're spending our 
20s or maybe some people mid 20s or maybe some people like late 20s or 30s um in a lot of education um it's kind of hard to find the timing of you know when do we find a partner do we find a partner in medical school in residency and even um you know because i'm a guy i feel like i have this option of picking it you know maybe later down the line but as a as a female who may want to like start a family i think one of their concerns are also like when do i start a family when do i find a partner and everything um and so it's kind of like refreshing to see your perspectives um in that regard yeah and i i would say like that's definitely something we've talked about as a couple too it's just like down the line long term like Mm -hmm. what does our relationship look like and Mm -hmm. um you know, we we have decided, like, we're going to wait for both of us to finish school before we can start a family and settle mm-hmm. down somewhere. So those are still things that you you still have to think about and sometimes have to put on pause as the partner of someone in medical school mm-hmm. because you know that they have so much on their plate, <laughs> so much <laughs> workload, and, you know, realistically would not, you know, he's probably not going to be able to finish schooling until... 30 right so so you know those are things that you still have to think about even though that's not like um super top of mind right now Mm. yeah and just going off of that i think just in general trying to figure out future things without really knowing a lot about Mm -hmm. oh how residency is going to go where you're going to be and i think Mm -hmm. for me that's probably one of the most stressful things is because we can't control it um and because it has a huge impact on our relationship in the future um it's definitely been a point of conversation to have like multiple conversations Mm -hmm. um and for me and my what we've decided in our relationship is that just you know work through it together right now you know Mm -hmm. be together right now in the relationship in the future you can't control anything in the future so you know obviously address those when they come but don't stress over it because you can't control it yeah and just you know work on the relationship in the present and I guess for any any people that are dating med students right now or you know have that experience i think that would probably be something that i would tell them Mm. as a point of to be aware of it Mm -hmm. well just not yeah but also to comfort them Mm -hmm. in a way that you know don't stress over something that you can't control and just try to focus on the relationship in the present moment what are your thoughts diana yeah yeah i would say like ambiguity like you both have to be okay with just not, not knowing. knowing yeah, yeah. <laughs> like not knowing how long they're gonna be out possibly you know with their schedules or right. not knowing where you'll be for residency and where that'll take you as the partner and mm-hmm. you know so there's a lot of things that are up in the air but i i think what you're saying alex like just being able to come together and work through it together is important mm-hmm. so it seems to me so i'm just trying to connect the dots a little bit so diana you said earlier in um your careers you had like your aspirations your dream your career goals and even for alex i'm sure you had like your own plans right mm-hmm. and as you're 
spending more and more with your partner you're understanding that because your partner's schedule is not like set you have to be okay with ambiguity now i guess what i'm trying to get at is it seems like you guys almost maybe like made a sacrifice to your plans right maybe like because there's no certain future um you kind of had to be like okay maybe i wouldn't consider this for now like maybe if you guys were considering like oh like i want to live in new york in your 20s or i live i want to you know live in seattle for 20s like that might be something that you have no idea or no idea how to control um is that really true or did you just kind of not really have that in mind at all for me i had a goal of like you said, living in a different city, mm-hmm. just because I've lived in Chicago my entire life. Diana, you've moved here, mm-hmm. so you had that experience, and for me, I've never, I never have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't necessarily think I am sacrificing that. I think that mm-hmm. we can still exist in a relationship together without me completely sacrificing my dreams, ambitions, and goals. But if you're, you know, talking about, let's say, future with family and all that, I still don't think of it that way. I don't think I'm sacrificing what I want, but I think I'm broadening my scope of what my dream is. Mm. So it, I felt like I, I feel like I have a very, I had a very narrow idea, a specific idea mm. of what a family will be like in the future. And I think now I still want that family, but the definition is more broad and it's changed a little bit. And in my eyes, I don't think that's sacrificing. Mm. Yeah, good question. Um, yes, I think it's a sacrifice and I expect to be a sugar <laughs> baby for the rest of my life. Uh, I'm just laying. Um, no, I don't think it was a sacrifice. I mean, I think actually before we started dating, I did kind of think of it that way because mm-hmm. I was like, well, he's in school all the time. That takes up our time as a couple. Um, he's going to be in school for a long time. That's going to push our timeline out. But I agree with Alex. Like, it's definitely broadened my thinking and I feel like has taught me a lot as a a human being right like just about how you deal with change and things that happen in your life Mm -hmm. um I think me coming to Chicago was partly because of him but also partly because I was following my own dreams of you know wanting to go to design school and Mm -hmm. it just so happened that I learned about the design school because I was visiting him in Chicago so you know there's I think there's a balance to it and um yeah I mean things look different it's not the 10 year timeline that I had to offer myself, but that's honestly life, right? Like you just, Mm -hmm. you, you deal with the change as it comes and you're never going to stick to the plan forever, you know? Right. Um, and so we talked about the past, we delved into the present. And so something I will not talk about in the future, um, is the match. And so this is something that, I feel like a lot of medical students do like it's a lot of pressure right because even there's even a saying where it's like you know it's better to match than like do a scramble and um and I'm sure that you know maybe you do you guys know the process of it maybe you guys don't but it's essentially like you have control of 
of who or where you're going to match with, but you don't really, because it all goes into the sky, this algorithm, and then <laughs> pop out, and you're like, well, you match this place. And so, um, like, well, what do you guys think will happen around the match? Like, what do you guys expect? What are you, do, like, do you guys have any worries? Or are you guys like, you know what? We got this. Like, I'm solid. We've kind of talked about it. I mean, we started having conversations around where we could see ourselves mm-hmm. um, settling, at least for um, residency. So we've kind of started naming locations. And then um, I think recently I, I kind of had my own epiphany where I was like, you know, I think we could do another long distance. But just like thinking about my own self too, you know, like just um, thinking about where I could see myself with mm-hmm. starting off my design career and um, where I wanted to be next in my life. And um, just, I was trying to come to terms with the fact that his medical school timeline is mm-hmm. temporary mm-hmm. and residency is maybe another two years and mm-hmm. we had done long distance for two years so maybe we can make it work it's still a very early conversation so we'll see where it um leads but i i think i'm not feeling too nervous about match um because i i know we have a really strong foundation and we'll work through it but um it'll be a matter of like do we stay together we move to where the residency is or do we do maybe a little bit a couple more years of long distance i see well, that's a that's a new perspective. Yeah, really <laughs> I'm trying to embrace it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think especially I'm almost envious of that because you've experienced long distance and you know that you guys can do it. So it kind of gives you more options as mm-hmm. to what you could do in the future. Versus for me, I don't I don't know if you know I could do long distance because I've never gone through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's great that. You know, you have that thought because I think it gives you, oh, you can go somewhere for design and then maybe meet up with him later or just completely do long distance for the time that he's a residency. For me, I feel that I'm not necessarily concerned with where he'll match because thankfully as a nurse, you can pretty much be a nurse anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, that skill is kind of cross transfer transferable through you know all the states um so i'm not really worried about that i think it's more so um where he'll be where where he'll be for match okay so for residency programs or for residency programs Mm -hmm. yeah um like what state and i think if you know wherever he gets matched i'll go with him because like I said before, I'm, I've always wanted to live somewhere else. So it could be another reason for me to live and experience a different city. So I'm actually excited for that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more so where, because, <laughs> you know, most likely it might not be New York. Um, yeah. And I obviously mm-hmm. want him to be in the best program or the program that he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it'll really be a challenge. Yeah. So I don't, I'm not really too worried about that. Um, so it's something that we, at least I ask a lot of our guests. So if for our listeners who may not be in medical school, um, who have partners who are in currently in medical school, 
Uh, do you have any advice for them in terms of how to navigate the relationship? I would say do a lot of resetting your expectations. That was the hardest thing for me, honestly. I think just off the bat, come to terms with the fact that your relationship will not look like a regular relationship, okay? Like, if you're doing long distance or if you're not, like, you should still be having regular check-ins with your partner in medical school because... You know, as much as they tell you about their experience, it's totally different for them going through it. Mm -hmm. And I think the more that they can share that experience with you, you're able to kind of empathize and like reset your expectations, you know, um, and and just like figure out as a couple, like what you'll do differently moving forward. I think that's the biggest thing I've learned throughout all of this. I agree. I think change it changes your expectations um being flexible mm -hmm. and understand that you know some days may not you may not have as much time to spend with your partner as you probably would have expected and also communicating your expectations because mm -hmm. you know you're also in this relationship so speaking up for how many dates you want um if you're if they're really busy for a you know during a specific rotation communicating to your partner your needs um, and then also them communicating their needs I think is really important because your relationship is different mm. than most relationships out there mm -hmm. and it's it can really test I think your um, foundation but I think as long as you are more flexible and if as long as you are able to communicate what your quality time expectations or anything like that to your partner so that they're aware and to keep in mind while they're navigating through um, medical school um, I think you guys should be fine okay well those are great advice um, and so I think this will be a great place to kind of end for now. And then maybe we'll just have you guys maybe come back maybe for the next time uh, for maybe right before match day. Cause I think match day is like March triggered. Oh man. Um, <laughs> and you know, maybe we'll, well, maybe we'll do another episode, but we'll see. Uh, well, thank you guys for coming on this episode. Um, we really appreciate your, perspectives i think because it's very unique and i think this perspective is kind of unique in which not a lot of people talk about it and so i really thank you and i think our medicus group also thanks you for being on this podcast um and so thank you guys for being on this show thanks for having us thanks for having us okay thank you thank you for listening to this episode all statements made in the episode are opinions and are not representative of any institutions and are not healthcare advices. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to contact us at medicuspodcast.com. Thank you.